and welcome to They Behave For Me, a podcast brought to you by Adam Boxer and me, Amy Forrester. We're going to be covering all things education, policy, curriculum, teaching and learning and much more. We're going to be coming to you every Friday afternoon to take you into the weekend. They Behave For Me is powered by Carousel Learning, an innovative online learning platform that aims to boost your students' memory and help you to strategically plan for retrieval practice over time. It does homework, it does classwork, it does detailed analytics and feedback, and is guaranteed to reduce your workload. To be like the thousands of teachers already using Carousel and find out more, go to www.carousel-learning.com. That's www.carousel-learning.com. So I'm going to be taking the lead this week um, because Adam's ill. Let's all play a little tiny violin for Adam. Tiny little violin. Are you okay, Mr. Boxer? Um, I am I'm just about all right. I'm, just about I'm hanging right. in there. Hanging yeah. in there. Bear with him. Bear with him. He's badly. Um, so we're going to start this week with um, talking about Ofsted because it feels like a topic that we should be talking about. Um, and it feels like the most appropriate thing to do. Um, so this is going to be a trigger warning because there, has, there will be some sensitive content. Um, we will be discussing the, the Ruth Perry um, inquest and the inspection um, that was involved in that. And we'll be talking about the impact of that, um, given the, uh, the update from Ofsted, shall we say, from today. Um, we are going to do it in the most honest and sensitive way. Um, that we can. And just before we do that, we'd like to give um, some information about the Samaritans. So they're available 365 days a year. You can reach them on free call number 116123. Email them at joe at samaritans.org or visit www.samaritans.org to find your nearest branch. The Education Support also runs a confidential helpline for education staff and teachers, which is 08562. So, where do we start, Adam? Yeah, um, this is really awful. It's really sad. Um, it's really horrible. Um, so, just to summarise, I guess, for those who haven't been following the news. Um, so, Ruth Perry was a head teacher, um, and her school was inspected in November of last year and found to be inadequate. Uh, and Ruth took her own life um, following the inspection. And obviously, it was a very difficult time uh, for everyone. Um, and I think both you and Amy, but both you, Amy, and I were. Um, we tried to. It's really difficult talking about suicides. Um, the Samaritan's guidance is really clear that you shouldn't look to draw causative links until there's been a coroner's report. So if someone does take their life, you shouldn't be saying it's because of this, it's because of that, it's because of the other until the coroner reports on it. And there's all sorts of reasons why um, the Samaritans um, have that guidance and the independent, um, sorry, the, the press standards authority have exactly the same thing. Um, but the coroner has reported as of this week um, and it's not great for Ofsted. Nope. Um, and sorry, actually in the intervening time as well, Amanda Spielman, who is Her Majesty's Chief Inspector of Schools, did not handle her communications particularly well. So she was on radio for, gosh, it must have been about six weeks ago now. I lose track. Yeah, it was about that, wasn't it? Yeah, and, and she essentially tried to paint this as um, like a group of people with axes to grind who already hate Ofsted and they're just looking to weaponize this. Um, and it's not 
it wasn't it wasn't a great thing to say <clears throat> um and it's <laughs> it's basically never a good comms strategy to doubt the motivation of your interlocutor um it's never a good idea to say no the only reason you're criticizing me is because you don't like me or whatever mm. um argue the point argue the case um but you just don't like especially in a case like this like, like could it be the case that there are some people who just have a pathological hatred of Ofsted and would leap on any opportunity to attack them? Obviously, it could be the case, but like the majority of people are like, well, one of our colleagues has, has died here. Yeah. Um, and it's not a great way to talk to those people. Anyway, um, so the coroner reported today and has effectively found that Ofsted are at least in part culpable um, and that their process has led to this and the inspectors um, aren't adequately prepared to. Um, uh, notice signs of stress or anxiety in the leaders who they are inspecting. Um, and yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty much what's, what's come today. Um, Offset have said they're going to, um, pause all inspections by one day so that they can do training on that. Mm -hmm. Um, which doesn't seem like a particularly adequate response. No, it uh, and, and I know, you know, both you and I, Amy, are probably more sympathetic to Amanda Spielman and Ofsted than many others in the profession. Yeah, um, absolutely. But I, I, you know, I said this earlier. I, I think she should be resigning. Um, I know that she's due to leave in three weeks anyway. But I don't understand how you can preside over this a organisation which shows this kind of systemic failure in an in in what should be an obvious risk category, right? Yeah. Like you should have a risk register, which is where an organization looks at the things that the harm that could be caused by what it's doing. Um, and it's clear that Offset didn't weight this particular um, risk highly enough. They didn't train um, staff adequately. And then her communications debacle was really poor and the whole response. And it seems like this was their defense, um, which is, oh, yeah, we do do the training, blah, blah, blah. You know, they, they didn't really seem that willing to acknowledge any kind of fault. Uh, and then I know you said earlier that the idea of one day of training is just like staggeringly insufficient. It really, it makes me think because it, I, I remember doing some training um, in school as a, a mental health first aider, right? And that, that is an, an important thing in schools, don't get me wrong. Um, but that's nowhere near the level of, training that would need to go into Ofsted now on, on the back of this. Um, my mental health first aid training was longer than that. Um, yeah. And obviously we, we cover a lot in that. Um, but it seems woefully inadequate to me. It really does. Um, and I find it, it's something I found really difficult today because as you said, like I am, I, I have been really inspired and motivated by Amanda Spielman's leadership. I think she has been a brilliant chief inspector. Um, I've had nothing but good things to say about her, her leadership. And I feel like that that has made me even more disappointed um, with how it's been handled because I genuinely expected better. I genuinely believed her to be a woman of integrity. Um, and then when you saw the woman's hour, um, the communications there, and I... I I can see the angle that she's going from. I don't think it's the right one. Um, and I think there's a, there's a massive mis misjudgment of, of the situation here and the, the feeling on the ground from the profession 
um, about the impact of their actions. Yeah, um, sounds like we're on the same page on that one. Yep. Yep. I think there's. I was thinking about this earlier today. Actually, there's there's a bit of an irony here because one of the long-standing issues with Ofsted as an organisation, um, and this isn't entirely their fault because the statutory reach is is not clear officer's job is to inspect right they go in they pass judgment and then they leave and a lot of people say oh they should be more supportive than that blah 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 but like fundamentally the way the education system in this country works is that offset inspect yeah and then if there's a problem the support is done via the local authority or the multi-academy trust um and the 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 thing that's always frustrated me um having been through this a couple of times is that offset go in um, they, they are effectively passing judgment on leadership and saying the leadership aren't really good enough at this school and then leaving. And it could be that you've got a local authority that's helping a bit or a man that's helping a bit. But fundamentally, in most cases, unless you are the bottom of the bottom of inadequate, um, that leadership is staying. <laughs> they're still yeah. in position and they're the ones who are then tasked with driving school improvement when they're the ones who have presided over its decline. Yeah. Um, and the irony of course is that and you use the word inadequate that effectively this is this is a judgment on Ofsted and if there were an inspector of the inspectorate they'd be saying this is inadequate you yeah. failed on safeguarding um and, and and what we're saying is that oh but it's fine like the leadership will you know the leadership will stay and 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 the proof is in the pudding that they then put out a statement that shows that they've not taken this as seriously as most would like um or as it deserves and they've not given it the adequate attention that, that it needs um so I, I i can't see any other um legitimate position than to say amanda spielman thank you for your service i think there are lots of things you've done that have been excellent but you've really messed this one up uh, i think it's time to go yep which is it pains me to say and we, it and yeah I, and I we don't we don't say that lightly no i really yeah. don't um, to, to give you an idea, I've got a picture of me and Amanda Spielman on my desk from a conference that, at work in my yeah. office because it was a really like it was a really huge moment for me to to listen to things that she had to say and to meet her and to get to to talk to her as someone that I really looked up to. Um, and it, that all of that hasn't changed. Don't get me wrong; I, those, those things are still huge achievements of hers. But I, I think it, the point has to come now where. I know it's only three weeks um, and some will argue what's the point of, of doing it in three weeks, but this is a woman's life and a woman's legacy and part of our profession's mm. legacy. Um, and I would really hope, given the integrity that I think she has, that she would do the right thing. Yeah, I agree. Um, and, and you know, one of those annoying things that people do on podcasts is, is they um, compliment each other um, and it's awful. But, but I do think that, I have a tendency to, we all have a tendency to slip into binaries and to um, like our separate camps and the things that we believe and the polarization that is gripping modern politics and discourse. And I think it is really important what, you, you know, so like when we talk about like Michael Gove or Nick Gibb and I'm like, well, they're Tories, so yeah. <laughs> I just don't care. Uh, and you're like, no, they are Tories and I don't vote Tory, but they've done all these good things. And you're a lot better at finding that balance than I am. And I, you know, I, 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 yeah, I, I find it difficult because, um, yeah, I do think she's done good things. Um, I do try and be charitable. I think she's badly messed this one up. Um, but I do think what you have said about trying to achieve that intellectual 
balance of not talking about character, um, but just actions and things that have been done. I think that's important. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. Cool. Well, I mean, I complimented you. So. You did. I'll, I'll take that. It doesn't happen very often. You'll take it. Right. Okay. <laughs> very good. Um, okay, shall we, shall we move on? We shall. Let's move on. Um, so we're going Great. to move on to one of the questions from the floor that we were going to get to last week, but we enjoyed playing workload tennis so much um, mm. that we never got to this question. And I thought it was a really good question. Um, it was from um, the one and only Mr. Nick Wood, um, who we know, who I know, I'm assuming you know him as well, Adam, um, from Twitter or X. Um, and he had a question he around... Spends more of his time, he spends more of his time on threads now. And if you've been noticing his advent calendar, he takes a picture of himself wearing adorable Christmas clothes every single day. <laughs> have you I not seen any of this? I can't, no, I can't keep up with this many social media apps. I could do try with yeah. threads, but like, but as much as it hate, I shouldn't say this, the algorithm has got me nailed on yeah. X on Twitter. It's a perfected blend um, of education, politics, Gerard Way, um, and Manchester United Football Club, and that's all my interests in the world. So I, who, I can't. Who is, who is? Who's Gerard Way? What? Only the Who's, best lead singer of the best band in the whole entire world, world famous uh, comic book artist, um, absolute icon, sex god of the pop punk world. Which, which band? My Chemical Romance. I was going to out myself as a little uh, emo. Are you sure they're not called a chemical orthodoxy? No, no, no. They are better than that. What? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I've genuinely never heard. No, I have heard you talking about Gerard, but I never knew who he was. Yeah, he's 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 my favourite famous person in the world. Can you name one? Can you name one of their songs? Oh, are you do you're being that man when you wear their t-shirt. No, 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 no. Can you name three songs of that band, and then you want to go? No, no, because I want to know if I've heard the song. <laughs> oh, well, I'll go for the mainstream ones. Um, welcome to the Black Parade. Nope. I've even got, I've got it tattooed nope. on me. I'm glad, I've still never heard it. Yeah, well it's tattooed on me. Um, teenagers, they said, oh, teenagers scare, they're leaving out of me. It's great for our job. If you sing, if you sing a little bit more of it, I might recognise it. No, that's, that's all you're getting, I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> not, not an actual singer. Anyway, um, back to Nick Wood. Um, if you yeah, are sorry, Nick, I've de- I've de- I've de- yeah. derailed this whole yeah. intro to Nick Wood. Yeah, def- um, Christmas fashion definitely icon. Definitely check out Nick. <laughs> definitely check out Nick because he's great and he is a fashion icon he and is. his pictures are very amusing. Um, but he asked about learning walks. Um, so I think his I'm going to read out his exact question, which was, um, why, if at all, are learning walks or observation necessary? What function do they serve, and what evidence is there that they are a suitable vehicle for this function? How should teachers or middle leaders and senior senior leaders view them and why? And what steps lead to a positive culture around their use? Um, now, it is um, it's a big question. Um, and just as a, as a warning to the audience, we're, not, we're probably not going to spend as long over it as we can. So, Amy, if you just, why don't you take a crack at that first? Yeah, and then I'll sort of waffle it. for a few minutes. You, yeah, you chip in, you little ill thing. So, um, when it comes to why are learning walks necessary? Um, 
I think they have a purpose in schools. I think sometimes they can be misused in schools. Um, but I think that they are um, a helpful tool for something that I think gets overlooked a lot um, in schools. And it was Caroline Spaulding um, who first drew my attention to this many years ago when she said the most important word that she can think of in terms of um, understanding what's going on in your school is checking what's going on in your school. And sometimes that can feel like a loaded word. It can feel um, as though someone's checking up on you. And that's when learning, learning walks are done badly. Um, but I do think there is a role for um, both middle and senior leaders to be using them as a method to check what is actually happening in their school, because senior leaders should know what is happening in their school and middle leaders should know what is happening in their department. And one of the ways that they will know that is by going to check what is actually happening. Um, and I think when the learning walk has that purpose, I think it's necessary. Do you agree? Um, yeah, for sure. I think that's one of the, like a strong reason to do it. Um, and I think, so, so the first is, you know, let's say you've asked your whole department or you've discussed as a department, which is a better model, the use of cold call. Everyone's agreed we're going to use cold call. You need to go in and see to see if the cold call is happening. Um, and that's a very, that's a useful exercise as a check to see if it's happening, but it also, it's also causative. It's a, it's a loop, right? So that act increases the chances by which it would happen. Um, yes. because I, I don't think accountability, accountability has become quite a dirty word in education, but I think a friendly collegiate and supportive layer of accountability really helps with lots of things. Yeah. Um, I'll give you one example. So in the morning, I'm supposed to tap my lanyard on the little pleeper have you got a pleeper for your lanyard a pleeper is that its actual name no it's like a box on the wall that goes beep beep when you put oh your yeah we've on got it. one of them yeah yeah so you're supposed to clip it in the morning and the evening when you leave yeah for fire regulation yeah. purposes. So, yeah something like that so i in my head this is really important i know that this is an important thing to do yeah and i often just don't do it right i'm loving your honesty I just, I just, for whatever reason, I just, whatever, you know, it's the Greeks had a word for this. They called it akthasia, which is basically weakness of will. Uh, it's where there's something that intellectually, you know, is the right thing to do. You just end up not doing it um, because you can't be bothered. And um, my, my, my late grandmother used to say, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Which is a lovely phrase. That's a very poetic way of putting uh, it. You just can't be bothered. Yeah, I think she... Yeah, apparently she got it from Jesus, but my grandmother insisted that she was older than Jesus. So okay. I'm not sure who thought of it first. <laughs> anyway, um, but one of our VPs sends an email if you haven't clipped in. And ever since I got that email, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm bloody going to clip yeah, in now. So, like, so exactly, that, that layer of accountability helps. Um, so, so there's that. Um, I think also I'm, I'm only doing it starting from here because you started with leaders so i think it's important also that leaders base their interventions and ideas on what they see yeah so um I, i'll often get i get a lot of emails and phone calls from various leaders all over the place and they always say oh not always they often say oh i'm looking to introduce x y or z um give you any ideas and i normally the first question is i say is why 
Um, and that often can reveal quite a lot. So ordinarily, so for example, someone will say, oh, we're looking to introduce, uh, you know, literacy, something, something literacy. Yeah. And, uh, and they've got, you've got any ideas or resources? And I'm like, can I just ask why you're doing literacy? They're like, well, what do you mean? And I'm like, well, I want to know why you want to do literacy in your school. And they're like, well, it's, it's really important. And there's a lot of like research reports about it. And I'm like, I'm like, that's true. Are your students illiterate? And there's like this pause as they're like, what do you mean my students are literate? What question's that? I'm like, you're telling me that you want to introduce literacy. Are your yeah. students illiterate? Like, what's, what's the problem here? Yeah, what problem um, are we working on before we look at the yeah, solution? exactly. Exactly. And then when we drill into it, it turns out almost always that what, what they actually mean is their students are struggling to read the GCSE science paper or something like that. And I'm like, that's yeah. not a literacy problem. That's a GCSE science problem. You need to fix the teaching. Yeah. Um, same is true of like metacognition. People are like, oh, I want to do metacognition. I've got any ideas. And I'm like, why do you want to do metacognition? They're like, well, because the EF said it's really important. And I'm like, okay, which particular metacognitive strategies do you think your students are lacking? And they're like, uh, I'm like, you can't, if you just don't do it. Just yeah. don't do it, you know. Um, and and actually, in response to something that we said last week, I give a full, fuller answer now. Someone got in, got in touch on Threads, by the way, okay. about I I advocated the use of instant messaging, and they asked me, you know, how do I roll it out across the department or whatever. But the you know I didn't have time on Threads, but but basically the answer is why do you want to? Um, how, you know, how do you get buy-in from staff? Well, if staff think everything is fine with emails, then you're not going to get anywhere trying yeah, to introduce yeah. some messaging, right? But if you've got a problem with email that is out of control um, and people are getting stuff that they don't need to see or the communication is really slow, people are thinking they're getting lost in communication, then that's, 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 that's your in, right? You say, this is, these are the problems. This is what's happening. We need to find the solution. Um, so, so I, you know, and it could be that you read something, you go online, you read something about checking for understanding or mini whiteboards or cold call. And you're like, Oh, I'm pretty worried that in our lessons, checking for understanding isn't happening. The first thing you do is not to launch checking for understanding with your department. It's to go and have a look and see what is the case. Are teachers checking for understanding or aren't they? If they, if they are, then fine, you know, great. No, no, no intervention required. If yeah. they're not, then that's, that's your opportunity. Um, so I think that's an important purpose as well. Um, from a teacher's perspective, they should be really developmental and supportive. Um, so our school, we have every head of department does two learning walks a half term. So that's, they'll see six teachers every half term. Um, so effectively that means every teacher is getting seen twice, three times a year as part of these kind of informal frequent drop-ins, but yeah. we have a very open door culture. Everyone goes to observe everyone the whole time. I've been observed three times this week and I've only been in school for two days. Um, so it's not like it's, it's pretty normal. Um, we have a like tracker, so a centralized tracker, if you go and observe someone, you're expected to give them feedback. Um, so for example, one of the people who observed me yesterday, um, has not yet given me feedback. Um, I will be finding him when I'm back in school and asking him for feedback, um, and gently challenging him on the fact yeah. that I haven't had it yet. Yeah. Um, and, and it's really important that senior members of the team, you know, I'm not senior leadership, but like, um, I've been around for a long time. I'm lead practitioner. It's my job normally to go, go around observing people. Yeah. Um, and you know, whether the person who's seen you is, you know, uh, the same kind of experience as you or a brand new professional, whatever, um, they need to give you feedback. That's a gift. Um, and they need to learn that I need to model the humility to accept their feedback. Yeah. Um, that's really, really crucial. Good, good stuff. 
Um, so Nick's second kind of follow-up question was about what oh, function hell. they serve. I thought we'd done all of them. <laughs> well, I'm just thinking, I'm looking at it going, what function do they serve? Well, I do actually think we have covered that, haven't we? What evidence is yeah, there that they're a suitable vehicle for this function? That is a better question. Well, it's not a better it? question. It's also a really good question. Um, all, so, so this is one of those really interesting ones where, um, there isn't any evidence, nor will there be. No. Like, how do you run a trial on learning walks? Yeah. Just, you, you can't. No. Right? But equally, it seems, and, and, and also interestingly, it's not necessarily the case that teachers can't improve without good observational feedback. So I think for the first five years of my career, I got better as a teacher, despite not because of the observations that I had. Um, you know, I was doing a lot of reading and thinking and talking and stuff like that. And I knew I was getting better in the classroom, but slowly yeah. when I got to my current school, I got a lot better, a lot faster because of that observation feedback. So what, what, what more evidence do I need? I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you've got that kind of personal, um, angle to it where you've seen the impact of it being done really well and you've seen it in yourself. Yeah, and that's not to say that it's always going to be a good thing and always works. Like I said, I spent no, five years we, with yeah. it not being effective. Yeah, and they, they can be done really badly, especially if it's kind of a learning walk for, for proxies. So if it's a learning walk, checking people's displays have the right staples in and, you know, mm. kind of things that are wholly irrelevant. Um, that's... So I'd, I'd, I'd actually go further. I'd, I'd actually go further than that. You said they can be done really badly. I think mm -hmm. they're more likely to be done really badly. Yeah. Um, I think they. I think they're quite hard to do well. Yeah. They um, are. And I think most of the people that I speak to and work with have no idea how to observe a lesson. Yeah. Um, and that results in basically bogus feedback um, mm -hmm. or focusing on things like you said that don't matter. Um, you know, and, and it's really difficult because I try really hard to train people how to observe, but the best way to do that is in lessons. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there are some tips and tricks that I give people. So there's a blog I wrote called the hypothesis model, which is a useful um, strategy. But broadly, what I'd encourage people to do is to look really carefully. So most people, when they go observe a lesson, they just sort of stand at the back and write notes or whatever. Um, but I think it's really important to see and hear what the students are doing um and sometimes that can become quite intense you have to do this very, very quietly and non-invasively but going to students you know for teachers doing verbal questioning right they're asking kids questions or whatever a really simple and easy thing to do is go and ask other students what the teacher just said or what question was just asked um a lot of the time students aren't listening can't hear um don't know what's going on aren't following stuff like that um what's also useful is taking photos of students work in the moment so for example at school i was at recently students had just finished a do now it was four questions on a sheet of paper i just went along the back row and took a photo of every single student's do now after review and so there were about six students one of them so there were four questions one of them had answered two questions and written their corrections in green pen for the remaining two questions which is great which is exactly what the student teacher wanted but out of the others some of them had left some of them blank and not written anything. Some of them had written a cross when they should have written a full correction. Some of them had ticked things that were wrong, um, stuff like that. So focusing really in the moment, like what, what the student's actually doing, is yeah. this what the teacher wants? 
And if you do have that variation, where's that variation coming from? What is it the teacher's done that's led to that variation? That's yeah. But if you can't answer those questions, if you can only identify the problems and you don't understand why it's happened. So, for example, with the verbal questioning, you know, almost always it's because um, they're not using cold calls. So they're taking hands up or they're letting kids call out. So other students, they just start to zone out or they're letting students answer questions really quietly, stuff like that. And the students slowly, slowly zone out. It's called ratio, right? Um, but if you can't, if you don't understand why that's happening, don't observe yeah. lessons because <laughs> yeah. you're not going to be able to give good feedback. Yeah, no, I, I think that is very, very valid. Um, what about you? Think, have you? Because I know we've, I know we've ripped on observations before. Have you ever been observed and felt that's really moved your practice forward? No, I mean we we've had quite a quite a markedly different model um, in the in recent years in our school where where we haven't had kind of routine observations um, in that way. So me saying no is not me implying that all the feedback I've been given is really bad. It's just me saying our the way our school works with that sort of thing. Um, most people a lot of people's answers might be no um but i do well, know it sounds, it sounds like i need to make a trip up to cockermouth once it stops snowing <laughs> what once, once it stops snowing. snowing oh it stopped yeah. after a couple of days once it shut down the lakes for a day um just some random snow um it's raining now you'll be surprised to hear and flooding so yeah yeah never a dull moment no um what I do remember from lesson observations is the feedback that really couldn't have ever made me a better teacher um, because it, it, it wasn't very helpful. Um, so I remember in my NQT year, um, I can't believe I'm going to tell this story, but I am. Um, my somebody um, observed me. Um, and his feedback was, um, I'll tell you what, next time, bearing in mind this was bottom set year 11, I'm 21, I've just started teaching. They're a, they're a challenging group. Um, his, his feedback was, I'll tell you what, just don't plan anything. Don't plan anything at all. And when you get to the door, see what happens. So that was my first experience of um, <laughs> lesson observation feedback. All right. That's useful. Just thought, I just thought you'd enjoy that story because it's like, it's your version it's of dystopian hell, isn't it, really? Yeah. Anyway, all right, look. Um, I just want to put a disclaimer. Is... That's not my current school. Glad to hear. Glad to hear. Um, shall we wrap up? I think we should, yes. You, you are purely. Okay, so I'm going to let you do the extra text today, but just to remind everyone before we finish that the Samaritans are available 365 days a year. You can reach them on the free call number 116123 or email them at joe at samaritans.org or you can visit www.samaritans.org to find your nearest branch. Oh, wait, sorry, there was something I wanted to add. I think, um, I think what you said about mental health training is really important. Um, Within my, you know, listeners will know I'm Jewish, Orthodox Jewish, and within our religious tradition, it's really important that we don't just mourn bad things that happened, but we also look ahead and think, um, how can we use this to galvanize ourselves to, to be better and to do better for the world? And I am going to sign up to um, a mental health first aid course, um, given what you said, you just put the idea in my head. So I'm going to do that. I would encourage all our listeners to do that as well, because um, I think that's really important. Yeah, and I think that would be a, 
a good legacy um yeah in the, in the circumstances that'd be really nice yeah um so just to finish that off then the education support which i think is a charity um runs a confidential health line for education staff and teachers and you can call um oh eight thousand five six two five six one and you can wrap us up today that's all we've got time for today thank you so much for listening if you'd like to get in touch you can find us on twitter and threads or email adam at adam at carousel-learning.com and if you're not yet a subscriber to carousel learning do consider booking in a demo via the website to see for yourself how it could transform your teaching practices if you'd like to support the podcast the very best thing you can do for us is hit hit subscribe not describe and let your friends know about us have a great weekend Bye. Bye. Get back soon.